0: I was talking with a client of mine today and sharing a little bit about my Lulu. I've talked about my Lulu with other clients, but this discussion I had really sort of made me think my Lulu, my Maltese, my baby. I've had her ever since 2011 when I moved to Palm Springs. I got her from rescue. She was about one year old. And I've talked about how... It's weird that I say this, but I talked about in a previous podcast about how we bonded when I took her for a walk and she pooped. For some reason... That just endeared me. She made herself vulnerable to me, and I made myself vulnerable to her with my love. It's been a loving relationship ever since. I call her Lulu, Lou, Goober, Scooby-Doo, My father, when he was in the last stages of his life, referred to her as booby. So I refer to her as boo-boo as well. And of course, as you can imagine, I've had certain individuals pick up on that with the idea of yogi and boo-boo, which I don't have a problem with. But in the context of this discussion I was talking with my client about how my anxiety is the strongest, for lack of a better way to put it, when I'm getting up. I don't want to say in the morning because I sleep in till about 2.30 in the afternoon, but it's the strongest when I get out of bed initially, and it's because I made the internalization many years ago of associating having to get up in the morning to get ready to go to work and having to suffer through my intense anxiety. My anxiety was under control more in the evening and when I was sleeping and then it got stronger. When the morning time came and I'm here to say that my anxiety does creep up on me when I roll over and look at the clock and there's about 15 minutes until the alarm is going to go off and I'm feeling intense anxiety. My brain is realizing it's time to get up and that old internalization is there the anxiety is going to get worse and it's almost as if I should employ the technique that I've developed by throwing my legs over the side of the bed which indicates to my brain it gets better and it does but I don't. I lie there for the remaining 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes until the alarm goes off. I don't know why I suffer through that when it would be easier for me just to get up. But then there's a part of me that doesn't want to rob myself. Of the extra 15, 10, 5 minutes of sleep. Which really isn't sleep, if you think about it. The brain is a powerful thing. The alarm goes off. I get up. I immediately call for Lulu. And she comes. And I sweep her up and put her in the bed, and we lie there for about two minutes or so. That's all she can stand of me, petting her in bed, and I realize that I'm not going to impose her and and force her to submit to my will. She does it for a couple of minutes, and I pet her, and I rub her tummy, and she loves it, And then after a minute or so, I look at her and go, you ready? And she jumps up, and she jumps off the bed, and the day has started. And it's wonderful. And through the day, I take moments. Because Lulu doesn't, she doesn't lick, which I find interesting. When I took Lulu to... Um, what is it called? Obedience training. They told me that I could teach her how to lick my face. And I thought, no, if that's not part of her charm, then I'm not going to force her to be untrue to herself. Because after all, we need to all be true to ourselves. So I taught her things like sit and lie down and other things but it seems to me in in reflection those are the only two things that she really actually held on to and that's fine it really calmed her down from a puppy going in all directions for no reason to calming down and understanding That there is a discipline to life, which again, we all should realize it does us no good to go in various and different directions without understanding that there is or are specific directions in life. And yet I digress to go into something psychological, but Isn't that what this podcast is all about? Tying my real life experiences to psychological understandings. So I'm not digressing. I'm hoping that you're enjoying what I'm saying. But the point of this whole podcast is my Lulu loves me unconditionally and I love her unconditionally and it's not like I'm a dog whisperer but you can see it in her eyes and that's the beautiful relationship between me and my Lulu a boy and his dog I know she hates it when she's walking by and I want to pick her up and just kiss her face and love her And make her come over to the couch and sit with me so I can pet her. Or when I'm in the bathroom, peeing, sitting down. I've talked about that before. And she comes into the bathroom with me when she decides to come into the bathroom with me. And I pick her up and I put her on my lap. And while I'm peeing, sitting down, I'm loving her and petting her. And she's tolerating me. But I know she's tolerating me because she loves me. I also find it endearing when I go to the store or I leave the house for 15 or 20 minutes and I come home and I look through the front door, which is a front door with a glass insert and I see her sitting there waiting for me. She doesn't wait. I mean, she doesn't stay there. Once I come up to the door and start opening the door, she runs back into the other room because, of course, she doesn't want me to run in and pick her up and smooch all over her and stuff. But she's sitting there waiting for me to return. That makes me so happy. I really am a boy and his dog or another way to put it that I love even more a dog and her boy and I see love in her eyes when I'm looking at her and I hope that she recognizes all the love I have for her in my eyes I have left to tell. Till next time.